0: Okay, so I want to review first what uh, basically what we said last week. The last week was the Sheer number one. We gave a I can review, or Danny could say it for us, but I get, I'll, I'll say it with your permission, Danny. This time, this time, this time, and basically what what we were mentioning last week is that we went through a Gemara that mentions um, many different sources of. What the obligation of giving tzedakah And not only the obligation But, uh, but all the big advantages That there are in, in giving tzedakah Why do not we not make a bracha on, mitzvah, on the mitzvah of tzedakah? Anybody? Avi, remember? Why do we not make a bracha On the mitzvah of tzedakah? Because we're not sure that the other person is going to accept it. So you remember that? So since we're not sure that the guy is going to accept it, so therefore we, um, we, do, not, um, we, we do not obligate a, a bracha.
1: Okay.
0: Um, no, that's, that's not why. And the big question that we had last week was, uh, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky writes in his Sefer derichemuna when a person comes to you, are you obligated to give him tzedakah? <laughs> and um Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky is unsure, and he says that it most probably that you would be obligated if he asks you. But even if he doesn't didn't ask you, but he he's in your vicinity, then you then uh, then he says maybe you don't have to. And Rav Ozner as a tishuba says no, I think you do. And what would be the uh, another big question is getting letters in the mail. The Reb Rav the the has a machloket with. Rav Bloy, whether somebody is getting a letter in the mail, is he obligated to answer? Even if he only gives a dollar, but is he obligated to answer that letter? And there are strong reasons to there are strong reasons to say Rav Bloy, that he's not obligated. But the Ber Moshe is not. You know, he he thinks you are, but but uh, but the Tzadko Mishpat is lenient. That's what we said. Um, that's what we said last week. Which brings us to this week. This week's topic is. Um, and by the we spoke about swindlers. The Gemara Maseret Bava Batra. Yuda Madalim says, we have to say thank you to swindlers. We have to say thank you to them. Today, at the door, I had, it was interesting, and Magad was I was there like earlier, and, and the first guy starts banging on, we have a big glass door, big glass window Bear, open up! Open up! I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to open up." That this guy was going to hammer. Yeah, I had my bear spray ready. Yes, I had my bear spray and my taser ready. Yes, we did. And he's going to kick the door down and everything like that. So I recognize. I'm used to this guy. He's one of the regulars of the uh, of Pico. But he he lives on Pico Boulevard. When I say on Pico, he lives literally on Pico Boulevard. And 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 so I didn't open up the door for him. And then two minutes later. And, uh, I get another knock. I say, "Oh no, another crazy guy and everything." But I say, "No, no, no. Maybe it's somebody who's uh, who's uh, who's needy or something like that." Come, come, sit at the table if you want. And then, so then, so then, I open up the door, and it happens to be the chief rabbi of Be'er Sheva, uh, uh, prob- uh one of the candidates for the next chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Yehuda Deri. So you see you, you, and he was coming to the, to, to do shacharit with us. So, you know, you never you always have to answer the door or something. You never know who it is. You never know who it is. So, it's, uh, that was just today. and But if it wasn't for the swindlers, we wouldn't have any excuse in shamayim why we didn't give to every person. Now that we go in shamayim, when we, after 120, we say, why didn't you give? thought the guy might have been a swindler. So that, what the Gemara says, that's why you have to say thank you to the swindlers because otherwise we'd have no excuse. But you see that there is a, there, there is an important uh, concept and obligation over here. But this week's... Um, this week's topic is going to be understanding. It's so important, these subjects, because if you understand properly Hilchot Tzedakah, you'll know how to manage your funds properly. And it's like, so when knowledge is power, you know more how to how to calculate things. Okay, so who's obligated to give Tzedakah? Right? Are you obligated? How much are you obligated? Um, and let's say you have to give a middle of you're performing another mitzvah like tefillah and things like that so that's going to be the subject today so the first the first source is we have to learn a Gemara in Masechet Gitin my son is learning Gitin now Yosef <laughs> learning Gitin in Yeshiva that's just the problem see yeah, it was last year okay um, sorry so so the Gemara if you take a look yeah, on the bottom over there it says where where you have a um, where you have a a um, uh, 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 it, it's gray and this is a strategy how to make money so it's not really a strategy in Hilchot Tzedakah but it's a strategy and how to make money okay we all want money yeah yeah you know that <laughs> okay he doesn't hide it he doesn't know how to say he, doesn't, he does not hide the fact okay um, la- so it's like four lines on the bottom if a person sees that his uh, income is very limited, he should make from them tzedakah. In other words, he should give money to tzedakah. Now, that's that, to be counterintuitive. If you're tight, then you shouldn't give tzedakah. The Gemara says, no, you should. Why? Because when you're giving in that type of way, you're really pushing yourself. Hashem is going to return back the um, the investment. So here's like a source in the Gemara that giving is going to, it's just you're going to get more back. And even when it's tight. My vechain. What does that mean? And also when you're Baruch Hashem doing okay, for sure you should give tzedakah. For sure it's a way to get more money. Vechain. Negozu ve'avar, v'chein negozu ve'avar. In other words, it's like a person is is going to like is passing by somebody who's passing by a a river, and there's things that are passing by. He has a chance of of um, of of, um, of cutting off some of its tzedaka, and it's just going to come more. Uh, that is exactly how, like a river, but but that's that's the that's the opportunity that a person is going to give. Taned beishmal kolagozes benechassav somebody who is going to cut off from his earnings veosem en sedaka and he makes sedaka out of them. Nitol medina shel gehenem he's going to be saved also from loalenu gehenam. Mashal eshterechilot shayu of rod b'maim achad gizuzah vechad gizuzah. Let's say you had two uh, sheep that are passing by uh, 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 in other words in the water one of them is already shorn from its uh, from its wool one of them is not so sometimes if they're stuck they can't get by they can't keep on flowing in the river because it has so much so much hair it gets stuck where the one who's sheared already it could go through so to somebody who gave tzedakah so he's like he goes through easier. It's, in other words, his his wealth is not keeping him back. In other words, somebody who's just keeping his wealth as a bank account, Hashem could say, you know what? So I'm, uh, he doesn't he's not doing what he's supposed to do with his money. So why should I give him more? That's 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 the mashal. Amar marzutra, and then it says in the pasuk In other words, and even and somebody who's poor, Amar afilu. And this is the important part for what our topic also. Even a poor person who his whole Parnas is from Tzedakah, he should, he should make sure to give Tzedakah. And I won't make you poor. The passage continues, So a poor person who's having a hard time, he says, I can't give Tzedakah. If he makes sure to give Tzedakah, then Hashem is not going to make him poor anymore. He's going to be able to give more. That is the... Um, that is basically the, the uh, one Gemara over here. We're going to see that there's going to be contradictions. The first contradiction is from the Ramah. In Hilchot tzedakah. look at page 30. The Ramah says like this. In Se'iv Gimel. The Ramah says Hagal. Take a look where, where it's like gray over here. Parnasat atzmo kodemet lekol adam. Number one is that if a person needs his own parnasa, that goes before anybody else. Let's see, he can't give tzedaka. If he himself can't support himself, the so way he's going to give tzedakah, and then he has to go take from charity from other people, that doesn't work. The he's not obligated to give tzedakah parnasato until he's going to have his parnasa. The yakdim parnasat avi then he should give first for his father and mother if they don't have veim kodmim benav, and that goes before. Let's say his children. Let's say his children need. Father and mother go first, and then his children. Children, are talking about that they're over six years old. Until six years old, you're obligated to support them, anyways. Nowadays, I know it's a little bit more. I'm well aware of that. We're going to learn about Hilchod Ma'aser when it comes to giving tuition money over six years old. We'll learn all about that subject. Yeah? And then his, his brothers are before his brothers. I'm sorry, his sons are before his brothers. And the and and, the, and and relatives are before Shcheinav, are before his uh, his his um his uh, his uh, neighbors. Uh, his neighbors go before the people in the city. VeAnsheiro than the people in the city before another city. And so too, if they are even if they are captives, and you have to be put to them, this is the order. Uh, that it goes into. So basically, you see from over here that there is a there is a um, there is a there of who goes first, who doesn't go first. But it, a, uh, how does the Ramah say that if you're if you have to be mefarnis you don't have to give tzedakah? We just learned beforehand that if a poor person has to give tzedakah, so it's a, it's a contradiction, right? That's what the uh, uh, th- that's what the basic question over here is. Okay, so let's try to see. What the what the resolution to this contradiction? Does a poor person have to, have to give tzedakah or not? Number one, yeah, that's what we have to know. Number one. So, it says in the Shulchan Aruch, page thirty-one. Call Adam Chayav Liten Every single person is obligated to give tzedakah. And even a poor person has to give from what they give him. So you see that the Shkhonarok is going straight with the Gemara in Masechet Gitin. We'll have to understand this Ramadan. And somebody who gives less than what he's supposed to give it, Bedin could beat him. They could go down to his properties. That's kind of of harsh. You see that there's—it's almost like it's a tax, basically. That there's a certain amount uh, that that he has to give tzedakah. So, what is what what is going on over here? So the shach. Which is one of the big commentators on the Shulchan Aruch? Uh, Look at page thirty-one. You in the shach, yeah. So look on shach on top, page uh, thirty-one. So the shach on top. Look. So the Shulchan Aruch was in the middle. I just read. He quotes basically the Gemara Masechet in verbatim. Says the shach on top, top right corner. When are we saying? that a poor, a poor person has to give tzedakah, that's when he has enough for himself. Because if not, like it says in the Ramah, Simon So, the Shach is saying, if you don't have any money for yourself even, basic necessities, then, from the tzedakah money. Then, then, you could, then you're could then you not obligated to give. At all.
1: So let's say you have enough, from the tzedakah yeah. money. Like
0: from no, because that means possible. you have to take from that Sadaka money, then it means that uh, that you're not supposed to have. Supposed to you're not supposed to take from the tzedakah in order to give. You're not supposed to be like Absolutely that, uh, a Robin Hood type of person. What? You just said you are before. Where? I don't know, like two minutes ago. Oh, in the. Yeah, you're right The, the Shulchan Aruch says you are So let's see what the Ramah says um, uh, The Shulchan Aruch says you are Right over here So he says <laughs> Nevertheless, you're allowed to get a parnasa from Tzedakah If you don't have a uh, If you don't have um, If you don't have some type of like fund that, that brings you a little bit of money In other words, if you have a store So then Then you're able to be misparnished from that, those dividends or, or, or whatever it's called, then you'd be obligated. But if you don't have any of that, then you're allowed to, to give tzedakah. Now, Mikhail Moshe is asking, okay, so I don't understand. An ani over here means that he has parnasa, but why is he taking tzedakah then? What does that mean, an ani and mid mean tzedakah?
1: He collects tzedakah himself.
0: No, he makes tzedakah. You're right. He collects tzedakah himself, but he has parnasa. So how does that work?
1: His parnasa is his tzedakah that he receives.
0: Mm. In other words, the shach is saying that if he doesn't, a person doesn't have a a set income. In other words, he doesn't have a source. Like, this guy is distributor of candles in a city. By the way, why am I saying that? Because in those days, the rabbi of the city didn't get a salary in Europe. What would he do? They would give him and his wife the rights. You have the rights to sell the candles in the city. And only you are the one who has the rights. So that way he would have a parnasa. That was like the... The salary of the rabbi, his wife would sell the candles, and that's how they would they, they would make their parnasa. And that was the the the, the schut that nobody has the right to compete with the rabbi. So so in other, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, for example, he made his parnasa from selling his books. Whenever there was a leap year like this year, he'd write books. He'd have extra time to write books, and that's how he would sell his books. Everybody has their they had their way out of making the parnasa. So he so that's somebody who has a parnasa kavua. But somebody he doesn't know how he's getting money, so he takes tzedakah because of that. But but he so he has enough parnasa now, but he's taking from tzedakah because who's somebody who allowed to take tzedakah? Somebody who it doesn't have a set parnasa. Somebody who doesn't have a set parnasa. Then he has to give.
1: Yeah, people that do that for a living, meaning like the people that, that right. connect the uh, yeshivas with the donors.
0: That's different. That's a fundraiser. That's not tzedakah. That's well, they that's make his money from
1: tzedakah. You give the yeshiva hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. They give this guy ten or fifteen thousand. He gets a commission, so he's right. making money from tzedakah.
0: Let's say a guy is working for the Jewish Federation as a fundraiser. He makes four hundred thousand dollars a year.
1: Well, if he's giving, that's it, a, he's, he's a
0: COO. A he brings in eight million dollars a year. It's worth it for them. That's it's
1: money from the tzedakah. No, I, no, it's not a rever- it's not I give
0: don't give. know if that's called coming from tzedakah. Yeah, tzedakah means... Yeah, it means that that a a non-profit fund is willing to pay this guy. Really? It's a job. No, it's a I skill. It's a skill of fundraiser. When you, when you give, there's seminars. It's it's, an, it's not only by Jews, by Goyim also. also.
1: The high, the, 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 when you give thousand dollars you really want for that thousand dollars to go straight to the source right. of the tadaka of the poor person or it goes straight to the average or it goes straight to the intended use. The, Whenever you have those things in between they, ta- they, they, they take they take from the thing less so the 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 recipient
0: No I agree with you what we should be doing. What we should be doing with fundraisers up. how much they should get paid. I agree with you but I'm asking is it called that a guy's living from tzedakah I don't think so I think it's called a job already a salary what what I want what I want to know is more like this let's say a rabbi of a shul that's not called tzedakah that's not called tzedakah that's a job this community wants certain, certain... When they give, they're allowed to give tzedakah because tzedakah is not only for poor people. Tzedakah is also to support a community, to support a shul, to support this. Let me ask you... But actually, I heard Rabbi, Rabbi Kushner, our friend of Rabbi Kushner from Lakewood. He's the son-in-law of Rabbi Shlomo Miller. He was speaking, actually, they had a Hilchah tzedakah conference in um, Chicago, maybe it was a business conference. And he was speaking about that his father-in-law, Rabbi Miller, was giving um, limitations... How much a fundraiser from Yeshiva can really take percentage? Like, like, they're, like, there has to be some type of limit,
1: or, or it's not, or it's not a or it's not a commission based it's just salary based job, this right? Way, and how much salary? A, and also, also, how much salary is whatever you would hire a person in, in that town or whatever, right? But at that point, he's not he's not taking away.
0: But you should know, in the bit, I'm in the business. It's much better to give somebody. We, we don't have a, somebody like that. We don't hire yeah. somebody like that in the colo. But be, but but if we would commission based works so much better. But then you have to cap the commission base. So that, it's going to be a question, by the, the By the non religious or the non Jewish organizations, they pay a lot. And they make a lot. So maybe they're right. I don't know. We don't do that. In the religious organizations, we're against giving too much to a fundraiser. It just, the optics are not good. We want our, we want our tzedakah to go fully to where it's supposed to go. There's people, actually, I know people who like donating specifically to expenses. In other words, they like they, they take an organization like uh, uh, like uh, like Hatzalah and they'll say, "I'll pay for all of your marketing. All I want to pay for all your marketing. That way, you could tell everybody else that you pay a hundred percent for it, that. There's hundred. Some people like that. Other people don't like doing that. Every person likes his, you know, he, he likes his specific, you know, uh, niche.
1: Hey, have like a Tom situation where they give to hundred people five hundred dollars a month. Correct. That's a, I mean, that's a quote-unquote salary. You may not need a whole $500 so that you give Sadaqah from that $500.
0: I hope that the people that they're giving to you, they know that they need all that $500. Okay, but
1: you can live off $450, almost similar to you can as $500.
0: I don't know you, if we're going to, you, you to, would, to, to, to but be able to be Mitzamsim to considered
1: a, uh, income or salary?
0: It's going to be very hard to be Mitzamsim, in, in other words. Okay, so you're saying... So that person, every month, should have to give an accounting to Tom Shabbos. if they're accepting from Tom Shabbos 500, you mean? It's
1: harder for Tom Shabbos to figure out exactly how much that specific person needs. It's easier just to say flat number, here's $500. What
0: I would say, the proper thing is, because I was working on this before in Beit Nazmanim, is that the way to do it is that you have to have an inside auditor in Tom Shabbos that is in charge of vetting who is... And if they have their guidelines that they're following according to halacha. so uh, you're right, he might not... You know, I told you I have a friend who who started um, who started a big shul in uh, in Ramat Beit Shemesh. He started a, he started a big shul. He's one of the first people in Ramad Beit Shemesh a long time ago. He's a Yerushalmiyan. So he used to get money to give to other to poor people. So he told me uh, one day he was like the pray came to Yeshiva. He said, I don't know. There's one lady. I'm busting my chops. I bring in a thousand uh, a thousand shekel every month or something like that. And this month she comes to me like I give her. She says. Oh, thanks. Thank God we don't need it anyways, but it's good to have some once in a while things that we can pamper ourselves with. You know, so, <laughs> you got to have that. What are you supposed to do? You can do that with that. You know, you're try, you try your best. So obviously he stopped giving her after that. You know, he said, okay, I guess you don't need it. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. You know, she probably, you know. Okay. Um, it's good she even made the comment. I mean, right now with a tremendous amount of money that's going to Israel, I, I, just to go a little bit off topic, yeah, we, we we have a, a Chesed fund that I'm I'm one of the rabbinim on the Chesed fund that has to has to um, you know vet people, and it's a very hard job. Uh, No, it it goes through Lingerity, but it's it's, it's a separate group. Moshe Hecht and Asher but they raise the money whenever there was need. So now there's a lot of people that want to give to vests. To to vests. So, I'd like to know, so Rabbi Einhorn and I want to know, like where are the, where are, you know, like, people are giving money for that. There's a lot of people that have given vests, and the vests weren't up to, now, so, so, we spoke to like a very, very high up type of like, uh, uh, you know, organization. I don't want to say names or whatever, but that, that, that discussed it with us. And they said, yes, the IDF reached out to them that they need vests and everything. Now, I have a decision like this. And This is a decision that I made. Maybe it's, maybe I'm wrong, but this is what I made. I said, listen, in the IDF, we're talking about a, an IDF army. Yes, they're saying that they need 100%. But tomorrow, uh, America is gonna gonna send them uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pass a bill that they're gonna send them a few billion dollars and so then they're not then those those great vets they might need they might need them they might not need them but I have families of victims that I know for sure need what do I do plus,
1: getting
0: wrong, plus getting wrong vet. no but then let's say that was taken care of that that we weren't dealing with that problem it's not wrong vest's not just so you you have to know. In other words, you have to make these decisions. This pikuach <laughs> nefesh. It's better to have a preventable bullet than to have to operate on a bullet, right? But so that I understand that it, it's a good thing if you know somebody's going on. But if you don't know how you're getting the money there, it's a hard decision for me to make who to give to. But so so that, that these are decisions that 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 you know you have to use proper judgment so that, that's, and that's and halacha.
1: That, that's Part, okay, but this was happening and, seven, and now they're, they're
0: making a war effort. And now they're making a separate collection for war effort.
1: <laughs> you know the, 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 this poor person is going to come to me. He's got no one to give it to. Me. Right. So so I I, I want to give to him. I said those other organizations like idea with this. There's tons of money. other, other tons people, people. Right. Going to give them money right
0: in America. They right. Need that us. was also one of my that was, when was, I my that was right. one of my calculations. That was one of my calculations. So good. we decided not right. So we decided to shift the money somewhere else because of that. But some people want to give specifically to to, to vests. You know. So what? Where do you give the vests? Yeah. But you have to know where also. That's because people were getting scammed. Another question on your point that I think I mentioned last week that's so important is that I was zochit so Hitler in Kolo by, by my, one of my rebbeim. his name is Rebbe Azrael Orbach. He's the son of Rebbe Shlomo Zalman Orbach the son of Rebbe Yashif. Now they put him in charge of the Vara Tzedakah of See all those flyers all those things he's the one who has to make decision where the money goes. He himself has no personal expenses he doesn't have children and he's he just it's it's a big headache for him but really appointed him to do that and he has to with these questions they and so i asked him once rebbe i have this these people that we try to help but they they're not like learning and they're not chachamim. but they need money and everything and i have to give them more money it's better to help chachamim who need money he says if you're the only one right now that could help them then there's much more of an obligation On you. So that's also going to be something that we are not going to see in the halacha, but it also makes a difference how much you can help. In other words, we're going to see a halacha that if somebody knocks at your door, you only give them a small amount. Because they're knocking at a thousand doors. So they're getting a lot of money that way. But if it's somebody that there's nobody who knows but you or a few more people, then you you have to try to fill in more. But let's let's see, first of all, how much are you obligated to give if you have no money. The Shulchan Aruch seems to say, that you have to give, even if you're parnas and that's how we got off in the tangent. Even if your parnas is from tzedakah, um, is there a concept of like? So it's like when these big campaigns, like Magenda Dome or
1: like Yatsala, there's going to be like Bloomberg's going to give them like a billion dollars. Like, is there like your money's not having a difference, right? So when you give to those places, is it like where it's making sense? Like, if you want, with like, let's say you give to like BMG, like,
0: your $10,000 isn't making a difference, but is there a concept of like, I want the of people learning there? So, yeah, of course. So it's. People yeah, people make decisions that way, and then there's a
1: separate conversation of like what you were saying, like about how if there's really poor people that nobody else is going to reach that, right? So,
0: I think if if there's nobody else who's going to reach them that you know personally that you can make a difference, that goes before giving to a campaign that you know has money, just you want to in it. You're right, I agree with you. Then you will go before, in other words, if you know where you could make a specific difference in a certain place, that's what Israel was saying, you're going to have to have more of an obligation there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to depend. I think that you should do both. But we're going to learn that in the Shulchan Aruch, that it's better to give a lot of tzedakah to different places, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't in- invest in trying to make a difference in a certain place. That's not a, That's not a contradiction. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so you have to have a certain... That's why you have to set your giving in certain amounts. Who gets when they come to the door? Who gets... Uh, you know, uh, mailings or, or charity or online campaigns. That's instead of coming to the door nowadays, honestly. And that's how it's shifted in the past ten years. And 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 who is like your main your main organizations that you're behind that you're making an impact in? Okay, well, and we'll see how to split it up. Okay, there are Chas Khan who was the who lived in the early 1900s, the Rev of Novardik. He. Has he says the following difference? How is he going to resolve whether if you're poor? Oh, hello, how are you doing? The second week in a row, by the way. Second week in a row, you're late. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's right, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, Mr. Kaplan, it's good to hear you too. Okay, next. So the Arach HaShulchan says like this. Look at Ndalid. Hinei kvar katavnu biyarnu semenu reishno yom chedez zeshikadu shehenu chayavnit daka ad sheilu parnasato You're not obligated to give until you have your parnasa. Zehut tzedakah tmidis maaser chomesh. So he's a different way of, of resolving the, the, the issue. Says the Arach HaShulchan there's a difference on constant tzedakah of maaser or chomesh giving tithing or a tenth or a twentieth. Maser Homesh. mitzvat tzedaka, which is Shlishit Shekel Bashana. The basic obligation for giving tzedaka is a third a shekel of a shekel a year. So that's like nine bucks or something. Machatzita shekel. No, you're right, so it's really five bucks. You're right. Machatzita shekel is nine bucks. So five dollars a year for a homeless person he has to give. I don't care if he's homeless, he has no money whatsoever. That beddin could force him, says the Aruch HaShulchan. But, when the Shulchan Aruch is saying, that, when the Ramah is saying that he's not, he's not allowed to give tzedakah, if he can't make himself, that we're talking about, uh, that we're talking about his, his monthly giving
1: they saying based in close after, but it's not
0: like the IRS. How are they checking people are giving Miser? They know. The guy never gave to the... You have to remember, a small town of 50 people. They have the kupitzdaka. The Gabbai says, this guy did not give it. He's a Miser. He didn't have anything at all. Ah, what do you mean he's a Miser? He's sitting, he has no parnassa, he sits and he collects. It doesn't matter. He has to give five bucks. He has to be part of the Klal. Rabbi Pesach Krom spoke here yesterday on Shabbat, and he said that a person should now, especially during the war, make sure to give tzedakah every day. Did we say how much? No. You could give a dollar. Yeah, everybody can give a dollar. Every dolls. But yeah, there's there's a concept in tzedakah besides of money. He didn't talk about that. We're talking about besides the amount. I'm not talking about amount right now. You should get used to always giving. Always giving. That you should never go a day without giving. That's good, yeah. What? what, what about automatic deduction daily? Yeah, automatic deduction daily is the same thing. That's what he was asking. There, yes, it is. Why is it not called giving?
1: Active, give He's
0: that, He's I don't active know if your mind is... Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. If I am a very... Um, a very lazy and extremely wealthy and spoiled person, and I have servants to do anything for me, and they know that I sit like this with my big fur coat, and I have my uh, my my assistant, personal assistant, that they see that there's a poor person, that they take out of my pocket and they give. Does that work? Of course it works. So me too. I have in my mind that it's that, that my credit card is getting deducted. I, I have.
1: Sure Not that, that I know that I'm giving there, it You're should help. The the so I'm giving a dollar a day. Yeah.
0: So yeah, the the credit card deducts a dollar a day. Maybe
1: it's the action of taking a
0: dollar. I hear. Dollar. I no, that's what you guys are asking. I don't think it makes a difference. But but I you find me somebody who says not that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So the that's what the Aruch and how he resolves this contradiction. I mean, who has cash nowadays? You have cash? Yes. What, what I have to do is... Yeah, because you're... Per- what I have... No, 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 no. The person, they have cash, it's good. I'm just saying, I don't... Me... me yeah. <laughs> what I do is that once in a while, I have a bunch of dollar bills. I keep them in my... in my. Uh, I have one of these tefillin bags that has a zipper. That's what I do. It's been working well for me. My mechutin my the, in, the, in the... He's organized. He goes to the bank and he gets like things of quarters like the laundromat you know in those days when I lived have an apartment I had to do for to. so everybody has their method but you got to think about it it's not hard once you do it then it's an automatic ok so um, therefore he says the Archashulchan continues and he says uh, I'm going to skip the hey so when a person when the Ramah says that you're not supposed to uh, that, that you don't have to give parnasa if you're if you don't have your own parnasa. That's when somebody who's having basic he eats dry bread lumayim lachat. That's what you don't give tzedakah. And this is a question actually. I also I, I asked this question to Rabbi Yashiv whether I'm obligated to give maaser even though I was making a kolal salary and I'm hardly making any money. So he he was very enthusiastic in saying yes. On the contrary, you'll make more money that way. Like it's like it was like straight out there, and the truth is, you ask a lot of these um, uh, people who have to collect money, and they come to I- Israel. They say they have a lot of success in Lakewood collecting. I mean, besides like Lakewood Baruch Hashem, is has a lot of like wealthy people nowadays. But to, by, the, by the by the you know this Purim, you remember I had Rabbi Bern, Bernstein, You Remember by Purim, Rabbi Bernstein the the Koribat Torah of Tzvati came to me and he told me he was sitting at my house he told me that he went into a house and like what and they had he, was, he felt embarrassed he was knocked on the door he saw that they had you remember that he says they had no <laughs> they had they had like the walls were bare and like he could tell like I can't collect money from these people they don't have money come 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 inside he says do you mind me looking in your fridge he says, Okay. he opens his fridge no beforehand the guy gave him a hundred bucks when I look at your He looks in the fridge had no food. she so he says, how can I get a hundred bucks from you? She says, no, you don't understand. My wife works and as soon as she gets her paycheck, I separate, I put it in the envelope. It's not my money anymore. It is coming from that envelope. Okay, that's... Yes, sir. There's a website? I don't know if... It's
1: Daily, giving. Daily Giving. That's what he said. That's what
0: he said, Rabbi Crohn. Rabbi so
1: but, but I, I was reading, I was going to sign up one time and I was reading how it works with the, the credit card. You put your credit card into the website... And they deduct once a month. Once a month. $30, or $31 month.
0: But maybe they do it ahead. And then they give for you.
1: But either way, is that, is that, being, 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 are, you, are you doing it? Because there's only one go. So are you giving $1 per
0: I, I don't know. Okay. A good question. Because then let's say you give somebody for, to give for you, your Gabbay Tzedakah, gives for you every day. Um, this is people that uh, yeah. Gabbay daka yes, I, there's I there's think... There's
1: Giving the
0: okay but they're saying that it came out of your bank account already you didn't do that action of giving that's what he's asking I hear the point
1: maybe he's saying that the, the ultimate is received by the every day yeah, good the,
0: question that's a good question we have to look into that okay so that's basically the Shulchan. let's go next um, let's go to um, Hilchot uh, Shedaka page 34 certain other details are you allowed to accept from a married lady a large amount of tzedakah? She might she might need to get the consent of her husband. It could be as his money, right? On the other hand, ladies nowadays they have right to a lot of their money if it's nichse milog. In other words, if it's earnings that come out, it's their husband's money and they have to ask permission. If it's their own money that they brought into the marriage. So then they would be allowed. But how are you supposed to know?
1: Gittin. Gittin, yeah? The money
0: that she comes with marriage now belongs to the husband. doesn't
1: belong to her.
0: No, but he, she still gets the Karen. She still she still has the actual property. Let's so say she comes in with a hotel in the marriage. It's still her hotel. Just he gets the dividends. Right, right, right. Right. So that question is, let's say she's giving from that actual hotel fund. I don't know. Not the dividends. So... Gaba Yitzdaka so it's a Gemara and it's codified in the Shulchan Arach Gaba Yitzdaka EIN MEKAMLEN MENASHIM UMEAVADIMU TINOKOT ELA DAVAR MUAT you're only allowed to accept something small AVA DAVAR GADOL but not something big SHESKATO GAZUL GANU MISHEL because for all we know it's like coming without permission they come a DAVAR MUAT what's called something small HAKOLE FIYOSHRA BAALIM VANIUTEM it depends on the on the person on the owner let's say somebody who's very wealthy you know he tells his wife Give a hundred dollars, no matter what. You know, don't even ask me. But if the husband says no, I don't allow you. Then you're not allowed. You're not allowed. If a woman says, just don't tell my husband. Don't tell my husband. I give this to you. It's a serious question. The,
1: the other way around.
0: Other way, a husband is allowed. It's his money. No,
1: no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I, 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 <laughs> I'm I'm I, I'm telling you that's the halakha. I mean, I hear mean, I I mean, it Okay. So, when
1: you're giving.
0: I'm going to send this you to you. Get,
1: you're getting zikhut for the giving, yeah, for yourself or for yourself no, and your wife. No,
0: the whole family, the whole so family. So she she's a partner to, with you in everything.
1: She doesn't know. That's not, she's not getting zikhut. You have to let her know. That you Once know, in a while you know. let
0: her know. Once in a... I that's you what I'm learned. The it's better
1: not to let her know. A lot of the times the lady has
0: a big zikhut because she's giving up on stuff. Oh, she, she wanted an extra vacation gave, or something like that.
1: it you. Like, did you give this much? This my back... <laughs> Even if the no. stay at home, take care of the kids, and that's, a that's a big question. By the way,
0: that's a and mishpat question nowadays. Danny is bringing up, and there are people who wrote a long teshuvot about this. What happens if you have a scenario where a husband is the one who's not bringing in the money, and she brings in all the money? Isn't it, does, the, does the Halakha change nowadays? Because the the reason why. He gets even her earnings is because he's supporting her and everything else, so it's kind of an exchange. That's it's, it's so nowadays, if could it not work that, or could the woman make a condition that she wants her money to stay her money and his money his money, separate bank account? These are choshem mishpat questions, and it could be in certain scenarios it could work. I'm just saying that it's a uh, it's stamma it's not that way. Now the pischei Chuva has a an addition over here. That a woman can be trusted if she claims that her husband has expressly consented, but she has to give with his consent. Unless the woman is in charge of the finances in the home, that happens a lot. Also, the woman is in charge of the finances of the home. Then, yeah, you know, certain people like that. Yeah, and then, and then, um, if that's the case, so she has that authorization because the husband is giving her authorization on everything. So then she would have the authorization also to give tzedakah. Um, now also there's another that's an important halacha by the way in the Shulchan Aruch there's another in Zion, Adam Shua what is Adam Adam, Adam Adam Shua a guy who usually gives more money than he's supposed to so let's say you have two cases a guy you know he gives more than he's supposed to he's loose like that some people like that that he give too much or somebody he really can't afford it but he's embarrassed because the guy gave, is coming to him and pressuring him you're not allowed to accept shnaka from a person like that you're not allowed to accept shnaka you know that he's overextending himself that's the obligation of a rabbi also I didn't have there's a few times that I had to do it not too often that I had to tell a guy you're giving too much you know you're giving too much you know you're giving too much doesn't usually happen but it can happen okay usually okay, never <laughs> <Well, ask him. laughs> oh, wow. No, come back to that. Not a lot of pressure. Somebody too much. No, but but it doesn't matter. But sometimes you know you say no once. You say no twice. Enough! You know, like, I, so like you, and a, it's like, that's it's hard that you have, like sometimes you have people, they pressure, uh, a guy who pressures you says, you know, maybe you can add on this, maybe you can add on that. So, it, it's, it's you have to keep your derecherets and everything. It's a challenge. I was listening actually before um, before Rosh Hashanah to uh, one of the prominent rabbinim in the five towns, his name is Rabbi Weinberger not Rabbi Weinberger it's another one I forget his name no Rabbi Neuberger is this is his name Rabbi Neuberger he's a rabbi for many many years and he, he was saying that his Kabbalah his, his uh, resolve for the next year is, is having more patience for Mishulachim because sometimes you can imagine we don't have this as bad in New York and in Pico we don't have it as bad as, bad as La Brea but it's like it's a big challenge of patience, like the guy's trying to, for five minutes he can't learn, every time a guy's coming to him, this, that, and every guy has his needs, he's coming, he's so you have to have patience, on the other hand, on the other hand, you know what to do, so it's a struggle, you know, you're going to tell the guy, he's going to insist on more money, so you have to deal with things, with sensitivity, but on the other hand, uh, uh, the the person collecting has to also make sure, to have proper dinner, that's what the halacha says, okay, uh, and somebody, and the shulchanah ends off, harot salis goda'atzumayikav yitzroh, somebody who wants to be mezaki himself he should fight against his Yitzhara and he should give freely and Hashem will pay him back and he builds a shul it should be nicer than his house he's feeding the hungry he should give him the nicest and the sweetest don't give him the diet stuff yeah, If you if you are gonna give a, a person to wear, give him give him from your Gucci collection. I don't know if that's true. Okay, he wants to give something to the shul. He wants to give a new parochet. Give him the, the nicest cloth that you have. In other words, like it says that whenever you're bringing to Hashem a korban like hevel. You bring from the nicest. So the Shebid Alevi Rav Osner, in page 36 has the following question. By women giving donations, if they're... What happens of accepting donations from a woman who's a, who's a head of a trust? So he says, obviously then it would be allowed, but even then, on a very large amount, like giving like a, a million dollar big donations, that still has to be in conjunction with the husband. There's something to remember. Okay. Unless it's a woman who's, her husband passed away and then she's giving this. By the way, the biggest supporter of the yeshivas pre-war Europe was a lady. I forget her name now, but there's a famous lady that should be giving a lot of zaka to the Chavetz Chaim, the others. I forget that she was quoted somewhere recently. Yeah, they had some history about her. Okay, uh, in Maseret Ketubot, page 37. Chachamim say like this. Amar Rav Ila, third line from the top. Be'usha hitkinu, in Usha they made a rule. al Yebazbez yoter Somebody who spends shouldn't spend more than a fifth. Tanyana na miachi ami al ye yozer mi chomes should spend more than a fifth. Shem eid starach because then eventually what's going to happen? You might also have to come onto charity. So, Questions? yes. People
1: starting out, you know, there's no way that we're, we're spending under a fifth when you pay for rent.
0: You know, no, no. When you spend uh, for tzedaka, sorry, oh, I didn't for, say not no, not for a living you shouldn't give a fifth of your assets to tzedakah more than, more than, a, than a fifth that 20% limit is only for
1: assets if I make a deal with Hashem, if I win the billion dollar lottery I give
0: 80% to tzedakah that's fine that's a good deal <laughs> that's a good deal yes and and that's definitely true we're going to see the Chafetz Chaim soon that's going to say that a fifth nowadays there's different heterim because I know a lot of people that give more than a fifth a lot of people that give more than a fifth because nowadays there's like tremendous wealth people can make that they, they don't spend 10 times in their lifetime and they have for older kids and grandkids or whatever else. Well, what else are you thinking about? You? Another yacht, another airplane, you know. You what it, don't
1: do... it a time. More.
0: Exactly, but, but then you're not going to have this limit. Imagine he's limited to a fifth. Yeah. Um, but he wants to give more. Even not by non Jews, you speak to the big uh, the big givers now, they commit to give uh, Baruch Hashem. They started to become the style of giving most of their wealth away. And it makes sense. What are you going to do with all that money? Okay. The Yerushalmi says, um, "What does that mean? A fifth? It means basically a fifth of his annual of his annual income." Look at the uh, look at Masechet Ketubot. Yerushalmi. Look at Masechet Ketubot Tosfot. There. In other words, the first year you could from your, but afterwards every single year. You should take, give a fifth of your earnings, not more. Um, we didn't get the ma'asir yet, right? We're not talking about ma'asir yet. Now, uh, there, there's another Gemara in Masachim page 38. Turn the page over there. The Gemara says, the Ravilai. Ravilai says, Be'usha itkinu. In Usha, they made a... a uh, that, that same Gemara, they should spend more than a fifth. But that's only while the person's alive, because he might lose his money. But if he wants to write it in his will, obviously then he's allowed to. He's allowed to give, right? And that's the codified in the Shulchan Aruch in page thirty nine, Zimun Resh Bem Ted, that that Shir Niti what is the amount that you should give according... And this is very important, Shulchan Aruch. Let's read the Shulchan Aruch inside. Shir mm-hmm. netinata, the obligation of giving, tzedaga im yadum ha If if he's able to, He has to give according to the amount of the poor people. The im ein yadum ha-seged, kol and if he can't afford that much, the best is to give a chomesh. One tenth is average, and less than that, einra. It's the, the, he's he's a little bit stingy. What's First year from the karen. From now on, then then, then it's, it's, it's the it's the chomesh. So basically. This is not Hilchot Ma'asir yet, but it is telling you that a person should give according to the necessity of the Aniyam. Nowadays, there's endless amount of Aniyam. In other words, it used to be in a town. You only know the people in your town. But nowadays, like, uh, you have uh, all of Eretz Yisrael coming. So, it's like a lot of people, you know, there's a lot, and a lot of organizations, the and there's a lot more people. So, so, you cap it at a fifth, which is a lot. Still, it is you know it's it's, it's a big stretch for people. Ideal?
1: What?
0: Yes. Ideal. Ideal, ideal. It is ideal. And you can do more chomesh. That's only if you can't afford then
1: go to chomesh. Right? Oh, 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 that you? We didn't see that yet. It says here, no? it Says here, if you are not that rich, then give a chomesh. But meaning if you're No a, yitain. Then give a chumash
0: No then it's going yitain Up until a fifth You're not allowed to give more than a fifth It
1: says here If you're able to give But if you're not able to Then give only a chomish. If you can't give surah Then give a only Then cap it That's the, that's the mitzvah It's only if you
0: can't I don't know how to read the Shulchan Arachim Because it's against the It's against the halacha then I thought you could put a bracket. And then it says, then
1: you go no, out. Yeah. <laughs> and then if not, then here. Once you give everyone's needs, if not, then give them a kumish. give us <laughs> able to.
0: Right the Ramos says but when, dying, but when he's dying then he's allowed no I
1: don't think he's arguing what
0: no let's see how Rav Chaim Kanievsky explains it in page 41 Rav Chaim Kanievsky is going to bring six different times where you can give more than 20%. Let's go to page 41. Okay? It says like this, "Misr bin Amfur, 'Asru li bazbes yutar min khumash." Should I start to When he's dying, he can give be bazbes kafee ma shira'i be rib bin khassab meet Then he's allowed to give according to the amount of inheritance uh, inheritors he has. Okay. If the rashay az li bazbes then he could go up to a third and some say he go up to a half so it's not limited he still should leave his children at least half sure? that's what it says give
1: all the
0: way? no, unless he sees that they're going to waste it uh-huh. but otherwise not no, he should leave to his children uh-huh. then uh, the the Chaim is going to bring the Chavetz Chaim there are six way, six times a person can spend more than a chumash. Number one, in the case of pikuach nefesh. That's a pikuach nefesh. You know that you could save the person's life. Number two, some say that when aniim are in front of you, maybe that's the resolve of the Shulchan Aruch. Then you're allowed to spend more. Okay, but that's that's uh, a machloket. Number three, Asher muflag, filthy rich person. Then for sure you're allowed. Number four. If it's getting a little more than a fifth, fifth is like average, but a little more than you're allowed. Yeah, like you're getting like you get an extra infusion of income like that. You get a little more. Number five le'achzakat
1: ha-Torah.
0: Metzadet b'shitah mukubetzes. Why? This is, the, this is your point. If you want to be machzik Torah, then it's not that you're giving tzedakah. It's, it's an investment. You want that zikhut You're buying something. That's amazing. shita mikubetzes. The Rishon says this. Wow. Because then you're like a shoot-off. That's, so for torah even more than a fifth. And number six, anyways, uh, if you always spend a lot of money for uh, for frivolities, like fancy clothing, or living in very fancy places or fancy hotels. So once you do that, you're also allowed to spend more than a fifth. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap up with what we said. and That's what Abbas Chesed, he, he goes on. Um, No. Also on income, once a year income, and if if you're gonna if you're exempt from giving charity, you're not allowed. Even if you're you're not allowed to you know even if you're exempt, the Shulchan Aruch says in page forty seven that you can't send them back with nothing, like because there's a hilacha that says al ta, there's a pasuk that says al Don't leave a person with nothing. Um, and then they have a discussion whether in the middle of davening you're a let a person, but I don't want to get into that right now. I want to finish on time. And if you take a look at page 50 and 51, this is basically, it's a summary of what we said that uh, I'm just going to summarize it without reading it inside. There's a mitzvah of tzedakah and then there's a mitzvah of tzedakah everybody has to give. And then mitzvah of the tzedakah of giving up to a fifth or a tenth that's only if uh, if you're if you're you don't take tzedakah yourself. Um, obviously, if you give tzedakah, it's a pledge. We're going to learn more about that. Um, you have enough. You have to have. There's people who have a, a middle of the road uh, type of type of uh, income that they don't have only bread and water. They have regular. So those people live regular and they can't make what a regular living is, they're also allowed to take tzedakah and they wouldn't be obligated to give tzedakah according to that. What happens if somebody who has debts, he shouldn't give a lot of debts until the, the, tzedakah until the debts are paid up. That's what the Savior Hasidim writes. Um, uh, and, and for sure if an ani comes to his door, he should still give him even though he has debts. Um, and obviously... No, we're talking about debts that right now have to be paid and you haven't paid them yet. We're not talking about consistent, uh, you know, consistent debts that the reason why you're taking it is because you're able to have a property, all those type of things. No, nah, that we're not talking about. And you shouldn't take out loans when you don't have a clear way to repay those loans. That's just uh, parenthetically speaking. That's enough for this week. Next week, B'zut HaShem, it's going um, to be who to give. And that's going to actually be very important as well. That's like a